Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here, hope you're all doing well, it's a nice day. Hey, I want to talk about electronics at the table, specifically phones, and we'll talk about that after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So, phones and other things at the table, mostly phones. Uh, I think phones can be a benefit at the table for players and GMs alike. I know that's kind of a hot-button controversial topic, but I need to talk about it anyway because I use my phone at the table, whether I'm a player or a GM. Let's talk about mm, the player first. First of all, the player has his phone, okay? And he's on his phone when he shouldn't be. That's not a good thing. There are a lot of GMs out there who have outright banned electronics at the table, tablets, phones, whatever. And I understand their point of view. I mean, people are people. And if you're not engaging them, they're going to be on their phone, looking at stuff, looking at Facebook, reading their emails, doing texts, you know, whatever. Well, that kind of thing, you got to nip in the butt. And the way to do that is to engage your players, among other things. Uh, another way is to ban those from the table. And here's the problem I have with banning stuff like this from the table. When I start a campaign or I say, okay, I'm going to be doing this, each player gets a copy of the PDF of the rules. And I usually just send it to them. But I've learned of a better way now, putting it on uh, Google Drive and giving them a read-only function on there which kind of like, you know, you can see the publishers pulling their hair, hair out and say, you're giving them away? Uh, so you do it on Google Drive. It works that way. So I expect them to reference the rules at the table because it's easier than just having a whole bunch of copies of the book or passing a big book around, which is what I usually do sometimes. I usually, at least one player, usually engage my grandson, does not have the PDF on his device, whether it's his phone, his tablet, or a, or a laptop. He, I don't know, I send it to him, he doesn't even look at him. So he always says, Grandpa, can I borrow the book? Okay, fine. But I, it's because I still have the book there, just in case. Remember, redundancy is a good thing. Uh, so I can understand them getting distracted, but I would like them to have the rules to reference right there. As a player, I would like the rules to reference. If I'm going to do that, I'm either going to bring a book the book along if I have a copy of the book or my tablet. Because reading on a phone, I don't care how big the phone is, it's still hard. I don't like reading PDFs on, on phones. And a tablet, I've got an 8-inch tablet that's just big enough for me to see with my glasses on. Or I can zoom it in, whatever. But anyway, you get the idea. They should have the rules there accessible 
especially if they're playing like a magic user and they know what their spells are, but they don't exactly know what they're looking for. And this is something they should be doing while it's not their turn, right? Because they're supposed to be looking it up because I don't want to say, okay, Dan, you're up. Um, I want to cast um, magic with just a minute. I, I got to see how much damage it does. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's the kind of thing you wait. You know, you do it while other people are playing. But anyway, the other thing I use it for is the calculator. Calculator function. I believe, see, on my Thursday game, Matt uh, tends to give out experience ad hoc. In other words, if the players do some major battle or some major thing, he will just just lay out, here's your XP for this. And then you have to sit there and go, not at the end, not after a, a campaign, not after whatever. No, he'll do it right there. So everybody's pulling out their phones, going, da, 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 da. okay, this is my new XP XP uh, total. So that's why I like to have that. There's all, I always have a calculator on hand. Now, on the other side of the screen, over at the GM side, uh, if I have to, and I will usually, if I'm going to use electronics behind my uh, my screen, it's usually going to be something like a tablet or a small laptop. And what I'm getting at is OneNote. OneNote or Evernote or something like that that you can link all your devices to that you lay stuff out. I've, I'm laying a whole adventure out right now for the con on OneNote. And... While I will print it out because OneNote does have a print function, I will print a PDF or print it just print it out just to have it. Once again, redundancy. It's it's very handy for me to just punch it up and go, okay, this is this and that is that. What how I usually do it is, if I got it like on a tablet or an electronic device, one I will try and get a printed copy and just stuff it in my bag in case something happens I can't access OneNote. But that's that's just you know, in case of emergency, break glass type of thing. But usually what I do is I have it on my OneNote, on my tablet or my laptop, and then I have a pad of graph paper right there. So if there's anything change, any kind of notes I need, to, I have it there anyway for adventure notes. But, you know, I can't write on a PDF. So I've got a pad here to make notes on. And that's the way I use it. Okay, that's a tablet. Now, tablets, you can also take pictures, like a phone. And what I'm suggesting is, before, okay, my friend Matt, he runs two campaigns every week, two different campaigns. We, we alternate weeks. And if we're in the middle of something important, he's got the map out there, or whatever terrain, and you got the miniatures, and it's drawn. What he'll do at the end of the at the end of the night, he'll take a picture. Okay, this is where they left off, and then when he goes back, he can set everything up again. Why can't you do that in prep? You should be able to do that in prep. What I mean by that is, lay out your dungeon on a battle mat if you have tiles or whatever. Lay it out. Take a picture of it. You'll always have it on your phone. So you can set it back up. I use, I have blue dungeon tiles I like to use. I used to like arrange it, 
the way I see it on the, you know, my, my own map. Okay, I'll put this here, this here, this here. Click. There. I got it. So I can set it up again when the time comes. So it's, you know, the same principle. And I think your phone can be invaluable that way as a prep tool. Also, you'll have the PDF on your phone or tablet, so you can access it if you don't have your books. To me, prepping, part of it is, what if I don't have the resource I'm using? How can I, how can I, how can I you know, make up for that? It's like going somewhere to play and you don't have any dice or you don't have any uh, a, a battle mat or something. That's why I made the GM's bug out kit, which has the minimum that you you can you can have for for running a game, including a set of simple rules, in case you don't have the book. But I always try and have the book on either my person or my electronics. Another thing I like to use electronics for is timers, both a tablet, a a, a phone, a watch, whatever. Now I know there's a lot of there's GMs out there who like to use like the uh, the egg timer type thing, um, even the ones that like to use the ones uh, you know those uh, kitchen timers where you'd like set it and it dings. I would just I just go on the timer on my phone or my tablet and set it to what sixty seconds or whatever. And the nice thing about that is you don't have to put it in front of the the screen. You don't have to let the players see it. Um, using an egg timer or something, it's kind of unless, yeah, unless you use if you're using like an hourglass type egg time type thing, it's hard to do. I mean, it's not hard to do, but you got to put it in front of there so they know when the time is out. Now, the other oven timer or my electronics, they'll hear something, which is a good thing because it's like, okay, guys, you have to do this, and then you just set the timer, and it would go when it goes off, they. They're done. They have to make a decision or whatever. Well, however you want to plan it out. Something's going to happen. So, and I would let the, it, this is the point where like at session zero or whenever I think of doing it, I would say, guys, I would sit them out and say, guys, I may have a timer on some things. And when you hear the timer go off, something's going to happen or you need to make a decision depending on what it is. Uh, I, I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't do it all the time. Let me put it that way. I really wouldn't because that'll just unnerve the players because they think that everything they do is going to be a time, you know, that it's going to be timed. And to me, it's just, I haul that out when I want to pick up the pace or something, or there is a time element about whatever they're doing at the time. I mean, there could be a time element where you got to get this done in 24 hours or whatever. You know, there's that. But then there's like, you're in the middle of something and a bomb's going to go off in one minute. You set the minute timer and, you know, they're going to defuse the bomb or they're not. And it's going to go off. So that's that's something else you got to think about. Timers are good. Also, the record function on your phone is good, phone or tablet. Uh, I don't, I haven't used it a lot. It's good for for audio props. If I'm going to do something beforehand, you know, during prep, and I know I'm going to use it, I will record it on, say, here, and then edit it however I want to do it. 
and then I would just port that into my phone or tablet and play it from there. Or my laptop, either one. But there's nothing wrong with like, you know, there, if you want to give them something to go on, say they're listening to a recording of a dead man who, who was guy who was killed, this is the last recording, and you just thought of it and, okay, uh, take a break. Go into the bathroom or another room, record it on your phone, and then have it there when they come back. Okay, you guys found it. You did find a tape of this guy. And then you play the tape. I've also done that for like intros to games. I really have a nice uh, Hyperborea intro for the ghost ship that I've used before that I've made on here, but I could have done it ad hoc too. So uh, th things like that. Um, th there are so many things on your phone that you could use at the table. Plus, I got a few apps. I've got, I would recommend um, Archive, Archivist Elements and Adventure Smith, especially Archivist Elements. I mean, you're going to get, oh, so much use out of that. And I believe it is, it is for, I believe it's for iOS and Android. I know it's for Android. But it is just such a beautiful, plus I've got, because you can, you can do anything with it. Absolutely anything. And I can't find it on my phone right now for some reason. I don't know why. It should be on here. Oh, well. But you could do anything from getting names, getting tavern, taverns, to get layouts, um, adventure hooks. Just, it, it is a one-man band. So look for an archivist elements. And I think I paid, I paid about, uh, I paid about four fifty for it because you can, I think you can, there it is, archivist elements. Let's see what we got on here. Uh, you got banners, car, you cards like playing cards or other cards, characters. You can come up with characters for a simple, you know, whatever D20 system you have. Um, what else? Deities, uh, items. You, you could do a map. You can come up with names and, you know, omens, plot hooks, uh, rooms, uh, settlements, taverns, and weather. All that on one app. So I would be, it would behoove you to get that for yourself. And uh, that's one I can really recommend. Adventure Smith is good, too. It has a lot of a lot of tables in it. It is mainly a you know a whole lot of tables, and there it is. Adventure Smith. Yes, you uh, hit the you hit the three lines button there. Uh, comes up with you know from for for other games and for generic stuff. Game Masters Apprentice Hack and Slash Kaigu Knave um, Queen's Cavaliers Roll XX. And there's a dice roller. So you got a lot of stuff on there too. So Adventure Smith and Archivist Elements. Worth every penny if you pay for them. Okay, I got to start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 19, excuse me, as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help. You too can help me support this program. And I would thank you. 
for single donations, go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let's thank these people who do give to me monthly. Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron Thank you very much. I appreciate it. For other good podcasts, there's Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast, Randy and Joe at the Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>